there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! It's Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Guidi in good form tonight. Barry, up for another five days of uh, football every night. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, obviously, no yeah. domestic games, international games coming up as well. So, yep, looking forward to the week, Paul. And Mark Var dominating this Monday. Derek McInnes, Jim Goodwin, Stuart Kettlewell and Lee Johnson and others all demanding action, saying the officials are getting too many crucial decisions wrong. And with, what, nine games to go, plus the Cup semi-finals and the final something is going to go wrong and affect somebody very badly. And they're absolutely right, Paul. I think managers, players, supporters, everybody's at breaking point. Um, VAR, so far, has been nothing short of disastrous. And to be honest, if they decided to pull it, uh, right now, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. I'd, I'd, I would go back to the way it used to be and see how we got on because it's just not working. Barry, would you pull it? Yeah, I was all for it coming in, but Paul... Um, Every weekend or every Monday, sorry, we are we are speaking about it. But this this has got to be the worst weekend in terms of, of decisions. And yep, listen, I can't disagree with what Mark just says there. I I, um, I would be more than happy if it was pulled. What do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. We know the scores at the weekend. It kicked off at 12.30 out in Lanarkshire. Motherwell going ahead very early on. Rangers winning 4-2. Not without its controversy. We'll talk about it. Aberdeen 3-0 against Hearts. What's happened to the Dons and Duke with a great double? Celtic, uh, they went behind against Hibs as well and won 3-1. Dundee United won. St Mirren won. We'll come to that in a second or two. Kilmarnock won. St Johnson won. Another huge VAR incident. And Livy 2-1 against Ross County and in the championship Partick Thistle can't take advantage Queen's Park can and they widen the gap at the top Barry where do you want to start in fact we don't like going on about VAR too much do we we love the game of football officials are trying their best but which one will we go to first is it the Dundee United the... Well, we'll start with the, the first game of the, the okay, day let's go um, Rangers Motherwell the obviously yeah. Motherwell Rangers game watching it live I've got to be honest with you I thought the, the, the two VAR decisions in terms of the offsides we're offside but when the lines are drawn and then you see that they're onside so yeah but clearly when I was watching it at speed um, it looked to me and then Slattery's the, the decision as well I know that never went to VAR but the decision to send them off I thought it was very harsh yeah. indeed but in terms of the, the two VAR decisions um, when it was stopped and the lines were drawn both of them are shown to be on side, but to me, to the naked eye, both of them looked offside. I don't know what you think, Mark. I thought, um, yeah, probably, certainly Sakala at mm -hmm. the angle, I thought mm -hmm. Fashion Sakala looked offside, but, but the lines uh, proved differently. Uh, I agree with you as well on the second yellow for Slattery. And, and across the board, I get really disappointed when fellow professionals react that way. Uh, in terms of Tom, Todd Cantwell's yeah. um, reaction, it wasn't right. I said before, um, 
in a previous life in another radio station many times um, that the PFA should be trailblazers and get every captain together and have a, a big conference at the start of the season and vow to stamp this out of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all fellow professionals. Yeah. They're all, their jobs are all hard enough. They all get enough stick and they'll get praise as well. But I don't get why you would want to do that to a fellow pro. It's an over-the-top reaction. You said before, you've been involved in that. So yeah, we, there's a wee, yeah. bit of, wee bit of protection that wasn't a, an elbow as in boom, no, you know, sure. get back. It was a flick of the, right. the hand and that's what yep. you naturally you do. If you feel a player coming in, you put your arms out to try and protect the ball and that's what Slattery's done and um, obviously the rea- I think the reaction maybe going with the referee he's maybe thought it was it was an elbow but surely the referee's close enough to see it it wasn't an elbow um, and for me it, it was never a, a booking Paul the Oscars were last weekend and Cantwell yeah. would definitely be up for one after that one I mean it yeah. was and you're right he's such a what he's beginning to look a terrific player yeah, he's got so much talent that. got his yeah. first goal doesn't as well they spoil it but he wasn't alone to spoil things but Rangers overall Barry we'll, we'll talk about the performance soon but you're right yeah. uh, VAR was wrong mm-hmm. and the Sakali you say about the lines but even with the lines he was offside it looked like but I, what are we missing what, what are they saying even, in the, Max, even yeah. the first one with Max Johnson I mean I, I thought that was mm-hmm. that was offside yeah. there, there were certain angles that showed you he looked offside then there was another angle he looked onside um, and listen have we got enough cameras for the VAR are, are they situated are they, are they displayed in the right areas of the, the stadium um, do you think they've got more in England I know they have more cameras are we losing yeah, out maybe because, it comes down yeah. to finances but um, it's, it's no excuse some of the decisions this weekend Paul when I'm watching um, the games and when I'm watching the, the highlights of the games just some of the decisions absolute baffle me Celtic winning 3-1 and of course there was a, a, a few decisions there Barry let's start with you on that what did you feel about VAR in that game the uh, the decisions yeah. Of, yeah, yeah it's not a penalty no penalties um, that's all I can say I, I, I don't see where the referee thinks and he actually goes to the monitor to go and go and check it and he, he thinks it's actually um, a penalty for me it's not a penalty then you go back is it Johan yes Yo- yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. his two bookings are never bookings Paul they're never bookings because referees are just playing on most of the time they're right but they're Dragged by by VAR. Is this where the power is now, Mark? In the hey, the VAR van. Well, first of all, I, I would say I think that that Hibs is a penalty kick. Right. Okay. I think you know there's a clear tug um, uh, by by Starfield on Hanlon. Yeah. Is it maybe? That said, we see that every set piece. It's every a set piece across the board. Yeah. Now, I, I, people say, oh, if you're going to give for that, you should be given a hundred. Well, yeah. make up. That's what manages. What it's mm-hmm. consistency, Paul. Yeah. So for me, that is a clear tug. He's stopped. Now, by the way, Starfield doesn't need to do it because whoever it is is in front is going to head. That was going to. So he doesn't need to do it. But if I'm if I'm Hibbs, I'm definitely looking for a for a penalty mm-hmm. kick. The Carter Vickers penalty kick. Again, I think it probably is a penalty, but I think that's if you want to use that word, a softer variety. But it's just consistency because we see those kind of incidents all the time. And they don't give them. And in terms of the the, the second yellow uh, for Johan, it's never Harsh. a second yellow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. And again, just take take your time. Mm-hmm. That's something you should you should go and re- go and review. Because when you look at, first of all, I think Carter is, is grappling with him and fills yeah. him. So usually, so Johan has the eyes in the back of his head. So he doesn't know that that Carter Vickers is then starting to stoop to come and head yeah. the ball. He's going to win the ball naturally. And when he makes contact with Carter Vickers, it's probably waist high. 
in terms of where contact is because he's fallen back and he lifts his leg yeah. to try and get the ball. It wasn't like neck high or head high. Sure. It's waist high. And again, I just think it's a wrong uh, decision. By the way, Celtic deserved to, to yeah. win the game. There's no doubt about that. But I, I do I do feel a bit uh, for Hibs in terms of that kind of decision from, from Stephen McLean. I think he is one of our top referees. Mm. And to see our top referees getting decisions uh, like that wrong you know it's quite perplexing you've got to remember it's a contact sport see when you're coached at a young age when you've got a corner kit against you there's got to be some sort of contact with a player now there's a bit of grappling if it's a clearing obviously you're grappling I don't think the, the, the penalties are like that that's what they've got to do That, that they've got to have contact and we're getting away from we're getting away from it yep. the, the beauty of defending corners sometimes you've got to grapple a bit at corners Dundee United are reportedly set to demand a summit with the SFA, the SPFL and the clubs. They're furious with VAR in the draw with St Mirren. We all saw it, I think. Goodwin was left uh, furious at his side as they dropped the points. The penalty was given for an alleged foul by Loic Ayina on Curtis Main, which he felt was soft. Soft? There wasn't any contact, was oh, there? Well, it was a Mark, shocker. you've that, seen it? Yeah. I think that's maybe the worst decision of the weekend. Yeah. Um, was that one? I said there was a few belters Edge um, of the, the box, weekend, but, but that one, and again you've got the benefit of going to rectify a mistake and how anybody can look at that, whether you're in the van or you're giving the referee a second look, but the van agreed with the referee's decision, the VAR, sorry, agreed with the referee's decision. Paul, we're, we're hitting that stage of the season now where, where jobs are on the line. For managers, for, for various employees around football clubs, if you end up getting relegated, it's not good enough. And by the way, this isn't just a one-off weekend. I don't like saying it because... I like referees, most of them are really good guys, they're, they're affable, good personalities, I don't have a problem with them. But it pains me to say it, but the standard of refereeing over the past couple of years is as bad as I've ever known it. Even before VAR came in, VAR was meant to be helpful. But as it was pointed out right from the start about VAR, VAR is there to assist. It's still human beings that make decisions. And the human beings have got so much wrong even with the benefit of replay after replay yeah. after replay. And it's quite baffling. We need to change something. I don't know what we need to change. Well, it's full time. Again, something simple. We're having an ex-player in the van. They need extra help because VAR is not being helpful enough. So our human beings, i.e. our referees, need some other form of help. My view would be, as a starting point, immediately mm -hmm. get ex-players into the vans to assist with VAR. Yeah, the, the Dundee United one. I, I don't know what you're saying that one. Yeah. Um, look, referees sometimes are not up to speed. They're not up in the time of the player, whatever. They, they can get a decision wrong. But as Mark says, if the VAR are actually thinking in the VAR room or the VAR monitors, wherever they are, and they're actually thinking that's a penalty, that's worrying for me. It's never a penalty. And I see Derek McInnes has uh, jumped in as well. He said, it's frustrating. You hear Ange Postacoglu and whoever else talking and almost scoffing at VAR. Um, well, we, if you look at it, have had zilch, so he's not happy. I'm not quite sure why he mentioned Ange Postacoglu. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's all ridiculous. We don't seem to get any breaks at all. Because that those two points that they've dropped could have made, that could make a Same massive Dundee difference. United. Yeah, That sure. would have got them level with Ross County. Mm -hmm. Because um, they, they were doing well done United at that stage. Look, I, I'm not saying St Murn wouldn't have scored an equaliser, but 
that could um, obviously that's rooted Dundee United to the bottom of the table in terms of Kilmarnock one <laughs> again I don't how I don't know how the referee doesn't see that as a penalty. What are you thinking? Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. I'd love to hear from somebody you mentioned from the players' association. Or what about you know the referees' association? Come on and speak on behalf of the referees. But Mark, nobody does come out, do they? They don't no, really. Not Cro- Crawford. Um, Alan is yep. in charge mm-hmm. of our, our referees list. I know for sure he is getting. Nine, ten phone calls on a Monday morning, Paul, right. uh, or emails from various managers every Monday morning uh, without fail. See, now, you see the phone calls and emails. Do they? Is there a response to them? Does it? I think. I think yeah, I think Crawford Allen t- takes mm-hmm. calls, I and mean, I think he, yeah. he will get into dialogue um, with various managers to, to managers to try and explain with the benefit of the weekend, with the benefit of which is always a good thing to go and sleep in something, yeah. give it twenty four hours, forty yeah. hours to settle down, then have a conversation. But um, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that he. Um, and listen you would be concerned if he wasn't he? he's perplexed I'm sure uh, about some uh, decisions from his from his referees table looks like this there's 60 points between Celtic at the top and Dundee United at the bottom Celtic on 82 points after 29 games Dundee United on 22 Ross County 24 Killian on 25 Motherwell on 30 their first defeat under Stuart Kettlewell St Johnson 32 and then a gap there's 6 points between them and St Mirren on 38 Livy now top 6 again on 39 Hibs on 40 Aberdeen on 41 Hearts 45 Rangers on 73 Celtic on 82 what are you thinking? There were some good things at the weekend as well let's hear from the Ange Postacoglu first of all about Celtic's game 3-1 win. Yeah, it just seemed to be a little bit of a you know, sort of chaotic game right from the start. There was always, you know, things happening other than the football. And, uh, yeah, we just couldn't really sort of get into a rhythm or a flow and, and sort of just sort of impose ourselves on the game. So, it, uh, you know, we had to work pretty hard and stay pretty disciplined through that. And, again, credit to the lads, second half, I thought we maintained our composure a lot better and, uh, you know, um, made the impact when we needed to. A couple of hours earlier, uh, Rangers narrowed it to six points after the win at Motherwell 4-2, quite a game. Uh, but they needed a second-half response. Here's the manager. The, the set plays, an isolated incident, um, which we have to do better on. And to be fair, set plays have been very strong of late. Um, so I'm disappointed in that. And But again, we keep going. We're trusting the way that we're playing. You can see that we're trying out some new things. And uh, I thought it was a strong performance day, I think. You can see the strength that we've got at this moment in time. We take off the two strikers and uh, and we bring on Alfredo and we play Malik with him, which is slightly a, a change, some things that we've been working on. And I thought they they came on and, and contributed to the game well. Uh, Raza then went back uh, more to the side as a classic winger, really. And I, I was really happy with the game. I thought we were in control and should have probably won by one or two more. Barry, we'll talk Rangers in a moment or two. First day of spring today, is this the day when you say Rangers are running out of games and luck against Celtic? They haven't managed to narrow the gap. Oh, no luck. You're top of the league for a reason, Paul. Nine points and what is it, 26, 28 goals? I don't know exactly what it is. Um, look, the Rangers can only do what they, they need to do and that, that's win games of football and hope that, that Celtic um, slip up at some stage but it doesn't look like it. You heard Postacoglu, he wasn't too happy with the first half performance, a lot better in the second half but look, they're, they're, when they're not even playing at their best they're finding a, a way to win but in terms of Rangers, they can only do um, one thing and, that, and that's, as I said, win games of football. Was it a great performance? No, it wasn't but they, they, they definitely deserved to, to win. I think you'll be disappointed at the two goals they lost. Um, the first one, that's happened... 
a few times this season, getting in behind and then a ball across the the corridor, what I call it, where the centre half and the, the goalkeeper is, but you've got to defend that better. The second one is just, they're all over the place. Let's be honest, they don't defend it good enough. Um, but, listen, they, they, they created enough chances and they, they dominated enough of the game. But one thing I will say is, I, I was impressed with Muddle. Muddle yeah. did set, set herself up well and you can certainly see the difference. And and mother wonder Stuart Kettlewell. He's made a big difference, hasn't he? But that's yeah. the first reversal. But it's no disgrace to lose four two. You know, oh, part to Rangers. They, they made a game. I have to say, you know, whether it was a tad offside or not. You know, Val said that he's not offside. It was a beautiful first touch for Max Johnston, mm-hmm. um, Alan's uh, boy, and the way he's whipped it uh, across. So he's just put it into that area and, and clever play from from Kevin Van. I mean, Connor Golson. You know, it's a couple of times he's been caught with, with kind of crosses. That's just something you wonder about his, his um, positioning and things like that to, to do more to cut the ball um, out. But that said, great delivery from Max Johnson. But credit to Rangers, Paul. That's one thing about them time and time again since Michael Beale's taken over that they've gone a goal behind, but they, 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 you know, they don't panic either. They're, they're, they're relaxed, they're composed, and eventually they, they find their way in because they've got really good players middle to front. You know, he's got a lot of good um, options. I think Sakala's been a real fine for them yeah. in, in the past year or four months I know he's been there a couple of years but he, he's really come on to a uh, game the emergence of Cholak again with, with Morelos Majib was raging with Cholak wasn't he? oh, <laughs> oh no, no oh. wonder aye no yeah. wonder <laughs> that, that was a shocker we're going to talk Rangers in a moment or two there's a call coming in on that a lot of calls coming in 08, 08, 17, 17 for Celtic the worry over Hatati. let's hear from the manager yeah we'll see with Rare he obviously felt something so we'll just uh, have to see um, how he sort of recovers from that but again we've got a couple of weeks so hopefully that helps him Greg was pretty much struggling for for the most game most part of the game um, so again doing good sort of to, to have a couple of weeks to recover Aaron um, you know we don't expect to, to be or Tomoki to be missing um, once the games resume and obviously with international guys we'll just have to wait and see hopefully they come through unscathed Mark maybe the international break coming at the right time injury wise yeah, I mean, if there's one or two um, wee niggles in, it might help, you know, clear it up. Um, you know, I think Celtic, um, they play one game before um, the, the next game against Rangers on um, April 8th at yeah. Celtic Park. Then I've got a cup semi-final towards the end of the month. So, yeah, if it, if it gives a wee chance, because you're now, Paul, I think after this international break, it's an uninterrupted run um, of eight weeks, including the split. And if you're into the, the Scottish Cup final, so it's non-stop. You know, that, you talk about the business end of the season, yeah. you know, um, 10 days from now, that's when the preparation starts and that's when prizes are won and lost. And Barry Celtic, not at the best at the weekend, created loads of chances. Uh, Kyogo had, had a few as well. Uh, but Celtic, relentless. Yeah, that, that's the secret. When you don't play well, you find a way to win. And that's what they've done. Um, certainly against Tibbs. Um, at the weekend so yeah but listen it's for me it's Celtics to lose and as I said Rangers can only do one thing and that's continue to win games but looking at it just now Celtic are in a like a, a right good place in terms of getting the, the vital wins 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Someone, quite a few, are dialing that already. Or you can join us, join the conversation at Go Football Show. Quick break, and you can speak with Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! 
thanks Chris for the traffic and travel Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi after a big weekend Rangers 4-2 win kicked it off at lunchtime Celtic replied with a 3-1 win at home to Hibs so no change at the top and I think the goal difference is 27 at All right. the moment so yeah, you're not far out. I say 26 or exactly. 28. We're, so. we're not going to fall out over that, are we, Barry? Not on a Monday. Do you have a good weekend? Yeah. yeah overall? Yeah, yeah. I had a, a, a good weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, spent a bit of time with the family, which is the most important thing, Paul. It sure is, Mark, as well. Let's go on the lines. We're going to speak to Sean, big Rangers fan. Hi, Sean. Hi there, guys. How are we all doing, my friend? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm okay. My house yeah. is getting painted, so I've got my dog <laughs> that's running about with... Uh, white on both sides, he's uh, uh, back his legs, so oh, ah, wow. it's okay. It's right, just one of these things. So, what are you just going blue and white, or is it red, white, and blue? You're doing Sean <laughs> no, Wigan. No, no, uh, no, sorry, he's, 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 he's a black and white staffy, one of the no. most nicest dogs you could have. But Brilliant, bye, but no, I meant the house. I know you're not painting the dog, right, no. right, and I'm embarrassed to say it, yeah. right? And I think Rangers and Celtic need to get gripped right. themselves. Yeah, but I don't know who's got to blame, right? I believe, see if you go to Parkhead, mm-hmm. you, you get half of the fans, you get 8,000 or 800, whatever that is, and vice versa. This is embarrassing, but no fans could go to Ibrox or Parkhead, and I think they're both uh, Douglas Park and Dermot Desmond need to get ahead uh, in shame, because I think it's embarrassing now, now we can't have fans uh, away fans at uh, the stadium. At the games. But, right, let's check with Mark, because Barry and I spoke about it, and I think, Barry, you agree? Oh, I agree. Yeah. I, I just said to Mark off oh, there, I can't see it getting back to what it was anytime soon. Which I, I listen, you can, there's a lot of words. I think it's sad. That's what I think. Mark, what do you feel? I, I mean, look, you want to go back to how all this started, Sean? It was, it was when Dave King was the chairman of Rangers and wanted to find a way of. Um, getting more money from season tickets I think it was and also making sure that season ticket holders were, were also given the the both old firm yeah. games um, uh, at Ibrox so rather than moving Broomloan Road season ticket out the way so he wanted to do that look after his own supporters it was also financially uh, beneficial I believe so look it's unfortunate but um, I understand where, where uh, Dave King was coming from um, on that Celtic then followed followed suit and it's then got, you know, use the word, nasty um, in, in some respects. So I think we either go back to the way it was with the 7,000 um, for both uh, teams or we have nothing uh, at all. I don't think the seven or 800 works clearly that there's a safety issue um, that's been too, raised. Too few. I agree. Yeah, so we you, agree. you either go back to, to one or the other. I agree with Barry. I'd love to see it back to the way it was um, when, when did this start three years ago four years ago um, but I don't see it happening anytime soon I think the clubs are now setting their ways they see the difference financially um, and I, I can't see it changing is it really about the financials I wonder when we came off air the other night yeah. Barry we read that Celtic were apparently keen to have fans in not 700 more than that but I don't know if it's the seven or 8,000 that it used to be and Rangers haven't heard anything whether or not they're prepared to move at the I, moment I looks stalemate both of them get round yeah. the table I, I said this on Friday and bang their heads together mm. and, and try and come up with a, a decent solution Look, I, I'll go back to it you ask any ex-players or current players that have played in the Ibrox when it's 
43,000 Rangers fans, seven or 8,000 Celtic fans and vice versa at Celtic Park when it's what, 53, 54,000 Celtic fans and seven or 8,000 Rangers fans. That's what makes it. That's what makes that game. And um, I'll be quite honest with you, I can't see it changing. Um, in the future anytime soon you and Andy Walker said exactly the same thing on Friday I've, I've listened terrible. to quite a lot yeah. ex-Celtic ex-Rangers and everybody says the mm. same thing Michaelistic I see today and then Mark, Mark's been yeah. at all these games at, at Celtic Park and, yeah, and Ibrox I tell you what it does do now um, home advantage is, is, is massive now you know see when you've got now if you're walking out 50,000 at Ibrox or Celtic's going to be walking out to 60,000 at Parkhead on um, April the 8th that is a massive advantage it really is or it should be um, or it could real... be a massive pressure you've got yeah it's a pressure you know, but uh, you, you know you should yeah. want that if you're playing for Celtic yeah. Rangers so you know that's what even more so now the, the old firm games are you know like the forum they're, they're the title deciders mm-hmm. um, and you know for example if, if if Rangers can go to Parkhead or Celtic go to Ibrox and, and, and get a win, you know, if you can go and like overtime, it's like, it's it, it's massive. It gives the home team a hell of an advantage. I, th- I think it, it it really does, really does. And I, I don't think, um, correct from wrong, Celtic won 2-1 there, didn't last season. But apart um, apart from that, I don't think there's been um, an away victory with the, the, the way it is in terms of the, the, the fans this way now. Yeah, the last away victory at Celtic Park was 2019, wasn't it? It was the, the New Year's game just before just before New Year, before COVID, and Rangers came, 700 fans, and they, oh, they won, won, they, they, they right, won they in won. that one right, okay. at Celtic Park. And actually, you know, there was this small band of them uh, you could see in the corner. It's just not enough. It's the same, yeah. it's the same with Ibrox. Sean, great call you made. Thanks so much. 0808 17 17 700. What do you think about it? It's such a shame, isn't it? There's been quite a few articles at the weekend about it. It's taken away some of the magic from the game. A shame, Paul. I can just go on my experiences. If I was playing at home at Ibrox, you would go out and you would would have the three stands and you would turn left and it would be, I see, green and white, Brimland Road. And you would go over to take a corner and you would get absolute dogs abuse and pelters. But that's what it's all about, you know what I mean? And it's it's missing for me. It's it's not the same. And I I just hope that they, they can they can get round the table and sort this out. But if I'm being quite honest with what's coming out in the press and what you're hearing, it doesn't look that that's going to happen at all. Ain't going to happen. No. What a shame. Do you not know, think it it's sad? Yeah. No, it is. It is. But it's not yeah. going. And, and again, you know, um, I don't know the ins and outs, but just the vibes that you pick up one or two wee bits of intel that the. the, the the relationship at boardroom level between both clubs isn't as good um, as it used to be and it should be a lot better. There are two mm. biggest clubs. They should have a working relationship. They have had in the past. Uh, I don't know if there's somebody out there, a middleman that can go and uh, sort something Yourself, out. But at the, at, the, at the moment, it's, it's, Mark, it's not going to change. Yeah. It's not going it to should change. as well. There's so many good people in both clubs. There are. Yeah. And reasonable. It's a special game. Yeah. And it's a special atmosphere. When it what it was like? Yeah. When did it change? Four years ago, something like that. Yeah, five yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Five, yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Um, and the Rangers fans, some of them not happy with Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson Barry. So there was a pro- protest. We saw the banners at the weekend at Motherwell. 
Um, Michael Beale spoke about this and he defends Ross Wilson. It's quite interesting. This was after the game. Listen, I've always worked well with Ross and he came when I was already in the club the first time round. He's influential in bringing me back into the club. We work fantastically well every day. Uh, we're, you know, he, he's a 24-7 football person similar to myself. So our energy is the same. We're off working and looking at players and we, we control the atmosphere, if you like, in, in the training ground. We're the two main figures at the training ground. So... I understand the fans' frustration. They don't know everything that goes on in the workings of the club, but I understand that they pay their money and they support the club. They pack out every away uh, away attendance, uh, both domestic and in Europe. They pack out every game at Ibrox and they have a right to, um, in the right way, put across their opinion. But I would say since I've come back in, the form of the team's been really good. And so before that, they can be disgruntled, but now we're looking forward and moving forward and... and I would prefer it if we were all on the same page, but at the same time, they're entitled to their opinion. I, I think uh, the work going on behind the scenes and towards next season is exciting. It can't all be revealed now, but I would just hope that we can make sure that we're together moving forward. Wow, that's strong, isn't it? From the manager, yep. who's only lost one game in, what, 18? Barry, what do well, you yeah, what, well, you, you yep. don't like to see it. Let's say, say that, but listen, what Michael Beale says, that the fans have got every right, they pay good money, they're, they're frustrated. I, I think it goes back to a bit of it for the League Cup final, obviously missing out in, out in trophies. Um, and one thing I will say is, the Rangers fans will demonstrate, but one thing about them, they'll still support the team. They'll still, if they've done their demonstrations before it, um, during that game, they'll back the, the players for the 93 or 94 minutes but what Michael Beale says there as well it's a big summer for Rangers mm -hmm. and the pressure is on people to, to deliver and that's um, getting players in to make Rangers even stronger and start winning trophies on a regular basis So would you Barry say to the fans listen to the manager yeah. give them time Yeah the, I mean the, the problem you've got here is Paul you don't get a lot of time because it's a big club with demands and expectations, but Michael Beale's come in, and let's be honest, his record's been excellent domestically. Um, he's only dropped two points in, in the league. The, the downside is the League Cup sure. final. He accepts that. He says they weren't good enough, and they've got a chance to redeem themselves in a semi-final against Celtic. But I think he knows how important it is come the summer. This, this next two, three, four months, is absolutely huge for Rangers going forward because he knows there's a lot of change going to be, be happening and it's making sure you get in the early doors and get the players in as quickly as possible and you get players not just going to make the team better but guys with the right mentality can handle pressure. Mark, your journalistic instincts, what did they tell you about that strong, it's not a statement, but endorsement oh. of the football director? Well, I mean... What I'd say is two things jumped out at me at that point. Um, first of all, the um, Ross and I control the atmosphere at the training ground on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, that's me. What jumps out at me to that is the manager, as in Michael Beale, should control the atmosphere. Ross Wilson should assist. And everyone, not just at Rangers, at every club, the manager should be the man. And anybody else should assist the manager. No the other way about that's the first thing that jumps out at me. That that doesn't sit comfortably with me. Because at the end of the day, it's Michael Beale's job that's on the line. Because what happened six months ago when results weren't going well, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst lost his job. Not anybody else at the club. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So Michael Beale, for me, 
has to be the dominant figure. Now, maybe he is and he just wants to give Ross Wilson his place in public, but that's something that, that Michael Beale, as far as I'm concerned, should be addressing. If you want to compare it across the city, which Rangers fans won't like to hear, but let's compare it across the city. Ange Postacoglu is in charge of what happens with the football, and rightly so. And that's the way it should be for Michael Beale. Second thing, uh, you've got to take his word for it, and we don't know just now, you need to wait and see what happens in the summer. I'm excited for the plans in the summer, but I can't divulge too much just now. So that's there, so that's a that's a teaser. That's like, listen, we know what we're doing. We've got things under control, but the window's closed, so we can't bring players in and we can't let players go just now. But trust us, we know what we're doing and the plans we've got, we're excited about. So we need to wait 10, 12 weeks for that yeah. to happen. But as Barry said, they need to do it quick. And the third thing, which Rangers can't control, is they are up against a formidable football club right now in Celtic. On and off the park, Celtic's formidable. Rangers can't control that. The only way they can put a dent in that is by winning a title to, to, to take away some of Celtic's finances and to give them the, the finances, we things like that. But that's a thing that Rangers can't control. And at the moment, um, Celtic, to me, look as if they'll continue to be a very, very good place for a while to come. They can put a, a dent in it short term with the semi-final. The yeah. They can put a dent in it that way. But what Mark says there, the second thing, that I, that tells me that he's identified who he wants and who he's going to bring in and I'll look forward to the to the end of the season because I think a lot of people know there is a fair bit of surgery still needed but listen he, he's done uh, he, he can't argue with his record to be fair his record's yes. been excellent has it been plain sailing in terms of brilliant performances no no, it's not but listen you can't play great all the time there's been five or six performances within that run in the league that have been excellent out with that as I said he, he's found a way to, to win so listen to him I trust him and I believe that he's he's got things sorted and planned and he knows what's going to be happening come the summer and that's where players coming that's where players that are going to be getting out of contract no getting offered new contracts as I said he, he's got to be he, he knows what he has to do um, and he's got to be a bit ruthless in that and I think he knows what's going to be, be happening what's going to be coming and coming the summer a lot of Rangers fans will like what they're hearing from both of you because Barry's just said that I trust him and Michael Beale he's done everything right apart from just the, what you said there yeah apart from that the cup final mm -hmm. so Rangers fans have to trust them because they need the fans in the next two months they've got Celtic the fans are the most important Paul listen I, I've sure. been there when, when the fans have had a pop and they've not been happy and listen it, it's tough but I'm afraid that's what happens when you play a a big club and they've, they've got the right to do it And but what one thing I, I will say is when they had the pop at us or, or whatever during the game they were right behind us right. and that's yeah. one thing about them when that game kicked off at half twelve at Fir Park they were right behind the, the boys that were on the pitch and the manager at the sidelines Mark can you imagine if you're Michael Beale and well, let, let's take him sometimes he must scratch his head and think right, Celtic are a goal down maybe this is the day they slip up slightly um, but with nine games to go it doesn't seem to be happening there and more and more the Scottish Cup semi-final on the 30th of April how big? Yeah but that, and, and that, that goes back to my my previous point that that's a situation that he can control because he's directly yeah. up against Celtic so he, he's had a very 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 good record you, can, you look at the situation the, the mindset um, of what Michael Beale inherited as to what he's got now. You know, it's really, really good. Scoring a lot of goals, etc., um, etc. Et 
but he needs to go and beat Celtic. That's yeah. the biggest hurdle. That's where prizes are won and lost. Lost a cup final, so it's a chance um, to go and do something. First of all, it was a chance in April the eighth to put a bit of doubt in Celtic's mind about the, in terms of the title race. Then there's a chance on April thirtieth yeah. in the cup semi final mm-hmm. uh, to actually go and do two things: a to give yourself with the greatest respect to Falkirk or Inverness a 95% chance of, of winning the Scottish of retaining the Scottish Cup and be your stopping Celtic for doing uh, a treble because it's bad enough Barry I know he's been there in both sides of it actually of being a winner or watching Celtic doing it as it's bad enough watching them win a league but see them winning a treble so you know how bad that feels and equally you know how great it feels because you've been in a treble one inside a couple of times so that's the task and that's what Michael Beale can't control he can't control Hibs not holding on to a yeah. 1-0 lead they're going down to 10, 10 men he can't control that but he's got a, he's got three opportunities between now and the end of the season three games against Celtic he needs to go and do something against Celtic he needs to get that into their heads that, that Rangers are are going to be the real deal and are going to put a bit of, Cel- a bit of doubt in Celtic's minds I know how he feels I was feeling the same way on Saturday afternoon <laughs> when I was uh, yeah. I seen the the Celtic result coming in at half time but listen I keep forgetting about the game in April I'm thinking semi-final because yeah. I know how important it is but listen there is still a game in April 8th and I think he knows how important because let, let's be honest and I've said it Rangers didn't turn up in the, the the final they turned up the last 20 minutes 25 minutes when they got the goal back but sometimes it's easier to play when you're 2-0 sure. down they need to um Listen, they need to find a way. Um, certainly going to Celtic Park to come away with something at least and then coming into the semi-final they need to make sure they get through into the final. We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Heading home, it's quarter to six. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. A new week this time tomorrow night. I'll be here with John Hartson and Craig Moore the big two tomorrow night <laughs> oh take that <laughs> I'm brave because I'm about 10 yards away not you two are on fire tonight we've been talking oh, I was going to say something there, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it I'll keep it in exactly. house keep it till later thank you so much Ange Postacoglu 3-1 for Celtic at the weekend against Herbs um, here's what he said about the second half yeah like I said that's where we needed to show that and you know it's not the first time we've done that it's very easy in that kind of game to kind of buy into the chaos and, and sort of go away from what we wanted to do but I thought for the most part we kept our discipline and you know wore them down and um, again great input by and impact by by the guys coming on and one of those who came on was oh Look, he's a good player you know and he will be a good player for us we're, we're kind of you know easing him into things here and um, you know he's still learning a hell of a lot but um, you know you watch him at training every day and uh, you know he's He's got a real uh, presence about him inside the penalty box and uh, it was good for him to get the goal today. I thought, he, you know, he really, when he came on, made a difference um, just with his physicality. Looks really strong. I see he whipped off the top after the goal uh, to show off the, the six-pack. Uh, Barry, uh, what do you I make of all? He's bowled. Uh, no, no, that's <laughs> the player. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, it's, it's going to take a, a bit of time for him to settle in, but listen, he's, he's got a few goals now. A good header at the yep. weekend and um, listen, he's... he's He's a different striker to Kyogo. Um, he's more a physical, physical presence. And he's only, what is he? 21? 21, 22. So there's obviously a fair bit of potential and a fair bit of work still to go into him. But 
um, as Postacoglu just says there it's going to I think next season you'll see the best of him because obviously he's he's come in um, over the, the January window but listen he's doing the hardest thing in the game and that's put the ball in the back of the net some of the speculation today, Mark, is uh, about Leo Labada and yeah. saying that you know he might want to go next season. He hasn't signed a new contract. Um, the Celtic model is to get players young. He came in at 20. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, would you be surprised if he goes or heads somewhere in the summer? It, 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 depends, on the, it depends on the bids, um, Paul. Um, you know, what, what he's certainly, he's enhanced his reputation. He's, he's you know, into somebody that's, you know, yeah. nobody in Scotland's going to maybe be able to afford to buy him. So he'll be looking at down the road um, or somewhere else you know, in the, the, the bigger sort of three or four leagues uh, in Europe so um, he'll be on the radar of a number of clubs because as you say they came in at 20 he's absolutely lit the place up you know for a young man to be so consistent to score so many important goals in big games as well um, so I don't know what his value will be but you know Celtic won't let him go uh, cheaply um, and I'd also say that you know, until we hear it from Ange Postacoglu, who's very honest with these things, and then let's just wait and see what the situation is, because you know it might still sign a contract extension yet, or Celtic might already have a bid in the table that is fantastic. That they know, by the way, we are cashing in on that. Yeah. We are going to cash in on that um, on the summer. So the wait and see, and, and just going back to Oz's goal, brilliant, really impressive finish. His strength to hold off the defender, his willingness to go and attack the ball and then to score with a header like that past such a quality goalkeeper um, and David Marshall. So full credit to to O for that. Barry, you know the uh, inevitable question, how much do you think Abada would be summertime if he goes south of the border? Well, or What's he got left in his contract? Is it two years? Two years. I, probably, I think yeah, maybe signed a four, yeah. so yeah, just yeah, over yeah. two. But no doubt you'd be looking at around about the £10 million mark. Um, and he'll have a, a right few suitors because of his age I still think he's he's got a bit of groan to do as a as a player um, so yep yeah, I'm sure there'll be a, a few clubs certainly down south keeping an eye on um, contract talks and, and that's the way Celtic operate I think if he's no willing to, to sit down and extend I could see him being one of the ones that right you know what if you ain't going to sign um, we're going to cash in on you they both won at the weekend. The big two, Rangers at lunchtime, Celtic by five o'clock. Um, afterwards, uh, James Tavernier got a goal, 98 goals at Rangers. And the manager said it could have been 100 yeah, today. Yeah, that's a laughing joke. He should have had the 100 today, you know, his header and uh, maybe a shot on his left foot. But look, for a, for a fullback, and he, to get in those attacking positions where he's getting in, he's got to get 70 or 80 yards up the pitch. And I suppose that's what I'm saying. At times, you're going to leave yourself vulnerable to allow Tavernier and Barisic when he's here to get up the pitch. Yilmaz today. And no, he's, he's, um, his contribution's fantastic. You see today a free kick at 1-0 down away from home. He scores. And then, was it, three or four minutes into the second half, a fantastic cross and an assist. So his numbers are fantastic. And, uh, and that's been like that ever since I've known James. <laughs> And Barry, afterwards, he says, you'll now see the real Jers up against Celtic. What do you feel about his comments afterwards? I, I would rather things like that are kept in-house, Paul. Um, um, the way that I would go about it, would that I'd try and be respectful. I would try and stay away from Think about the performance at the cup final that we're going to redeem ourselves or whatever. I would, I would just keep it closed doors um, behind four walls. Um, and wait to April the 8th and hopefully produce a performance to make sure you come away for Celtic Park with something and Mark that's from a legendary Rangers yeah. player and captain well he knows what he's, he knows what <laughs> he's talking about yeah.
been there he's been in that movie many many times you, you know I don't think Rangers handled the build up particularly well uh, to the last Old Firm game you know regardless of what happened on the pitch I don't think they helped themselves in the build up to it and it's important how you handle the build up because it's about how you create your own mindset and own mentality and your own four walls and you don't want to upset the other side I, I don't think it doesn't make sense to me to go and you know irritate them and make them you know angry with being disrespectful so therefore you've got to handle it much better and hopefully that's a lesson learned by Michael Beale and his staff how to handle the build up to an old film game it is funny Mark saying that That that's leading that, that week leading up to the game you used to go through the papers or, or watch everything to see if MD had said anything for the, the Celtic point of view that would rile you up a wee bit and you would be right into the dressing room <laughs> saying look he just says this or that and just fire you up a wee bit but I just like sometimes you just got to play it down play it down and do your talking inside the dressing room before the game and then do your talking on the pitch when that whistle goes was it ever a Mark Guidi cutting that you shot? Yeah, quite up? a few huh? from the Sunday <laughs> Mail. <laughs> quite a few. You could tell it was Mark. It's short sentences. No big. I'm only kidding. Former chief sports writer. It riles people up, but a few people have been on saying, "Why does he say that? Just do his talking on the pitch." Because it went against him years ago, as we all remember. Mm. You know when he said things in the program that have never been forgotten. I, I, yeah. I like that. I, I do like the attitude, okay. but yeah. sometimes you just keep it and keep it behind closed doors. You, 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 you know, he's talking about you know, Rangers not Rangers will turn up in the next old film. So they've got to listen, they've got to do better in the cup final. Right? Prior to that was a game at Ibrooks so where they were two one ahead. Uh and, and Celtic get back to it. Now, yeah. Michael Beale was criticised for substitutions that game. I, I I totally see where he's coming from. I think he was quite right to shore it up and, and, yeah. and, and go for it. So I get that. So I wouldn't be critical of Michael Beale. Because if they'd lost, sorry, that. he yeah. would have been criticised exactly for, not for shutting why, the why, why you try yeah. to go blase, etc. etc. Game before that was what four 0 at Celtic Park before the, the the Champions League game in the Amsterdam Arena. Rangers didn't show up. Um, back at the start of February, just over a year ago, Rangers didn't show up in the midweek game. Cup semi final this time last year, they showed up. They were magnificent that day. They were on a great run as well. It was a great feel good factor about Rangers. So you trace it all back. They've not showed up often enough um, in all film, and that's something that needs to be rectified. But we said. What a test it is to go and have to do that in front of 60,000 supporters against a, a team that are very, very good just now and just ticking off the games until they, 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 they claim the, the title again. And Mark, there's not a lot wrong with Celtic at the moment, is there? You know, as no. we go into it, we're talking Rangers no, of the news coming shortly. Yeah, it was patchy um, on yeah, Saturday, but yeah. you'll get that. You, you'll get that. You know, you can't be brilliant for, you know, 45, 50 games a season. There's going to have to time. You're going to have to scrap it out. We're down to 10 men. Still had to go and uh, find a way against a very defensive uh, Hibs team, rightly so. It's where they were playing for time as well, which isn't great to see, but you understand why they're, they're doing it. Um, but yeah, Celtic um, found a way, but certainly domestically, Paul, under Ange Postacoglu, when Celtic have been asked to turn up, 90% of the time they've turned up. Greg Taylor, of course, was on then. Of You can see why he's not in the Scotland squad. There is obviously a niggle just mm. now, which the manager mentioned, and hopefully they can get that ironed out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, he's a very yeah. important player for Celtic. I mean, certainly been the top five performers uh, this season for sure, and absolutely delighted for him. It's always good to see um, Scottish players who's come from our Scottish club having to um, make the Celtic fans forget uh, 
about Kieran Tierney you know, that was a big jersey to fill and Celtic had tried a, a couple of full backs previous to that they hardly worked out paid a lot of money Ball and Golly for example three and a half million quid so yeah credit to, to, to Greg Taylor he's been excellent and we mentioned Michael Lustig back you forget that he won eight out of the nine in a row and a great servant to Celtic he was yeah. back with his wife and children at the weekend yeah. and because of Covid he's not been back in four years yeah, yeah it, it, it was brilliant and they got him in a free uh, it was Neil Lennon signed him Johan Mialbi was the assistant and so he tipped off um, about Lustig's ability and availability and getting him in a free transfer yeah it was absolutely magnificent and a firm favourite of the of the Celtic fans and it wasn't until they get Frimpong in that they replaced him either mm-hmm. you know they took a while you know you know, right. scrimping and scraping you know it should have been uh, better um, than that but eventually they, they, they got there and now the last couple of fullbacks in Juranovic and now Alistair Johnson both were, have been exceptional Johnson has been so impressive yeah he has well you could see that he had a, a decent World Cup but again it was a player that I hadn't seen he I hadn't heard he um, obviously the, the talk was Celtic was going to sign him during the World Cup and then you throw him into the the old firm game his, his debut and I, I thought he handled that occasion um, really well because I, I know what it's like it's 100 mile an hour um, these sort of games and I think he's grew each game you can see he's getting stronger and stronger because it's um a lot of people think it's an easy league to go and play in, Paul, but it, it's not. Certainly when you're at home, you're you're under pressure in terms of teams sitting back. And when you go away from home, it's tight grounds. The surfaces sometimes ain't great. So, yep, I think he's been another fine find um, for Postacoglu. That's our one up. Quite a few messages coming in on the socials at Go Football Show. Here's one of them from R, Big R. You might as well not have a referee anymore. VAR is the centre of attention it's ruining the game we're back after the news the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire from one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton we're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service so come and view the stunning new Toyota range all with up to 10 years warranty including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV see our great choice of approved used Toyotas our formidable range of commercial vehicles including the Hilux get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians and specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Barry's gently reminding me that we've got two international games coming up in the next 10, well, eight days really, isn't it? This weekend, Scotland against Cyprus, two o'clock on Saturday at Hamden, and then Tuesday night back to Hamden, 7.45, Scotland against Spain. We're in the group with Cyprus, Georgia, Norway, and Spain looking forward to that we're still looking back obviously at the weekend when there's no change at the top of the table Rangers winning 4-2 they narrowed the gap to 6 points and 20 well I suppose it was 29 goals at that point uh, for a couple of hours 4-2 against Motherwell at Fir Park and then Celtic winning 3-1 against Hibs Aberdeen 3 Hearts nil surprised many people Hearts wouldn't be happy with that this on Saturday afternoon and Barry you know them well they were just right off the and everyone the keepers as well Sandy um, Zander Clark poor Sandy, game Sandy Sandy Zander Clark poor game yeah it yeah. was a a surprise result I, I did fancy Hearts to go up there and get at least a at least a point Paul but I tell you what Barry Robson what a fine job he's doing and and surely he's in contention 
um, to be the the full time Aberdeen manager. Um, I, I like seeing young managers or young coaches get the opportunity. He's got a right experienced head as his assistant, and if he continues this sort of form Aberdeen are on, and they're only four points behind Hearts, um, so they, they're they're chasing Hearts down. So, yep, surprise result. Hearts have kind of had a bit of dip in form. Um, Robbie's always his usual. He was open and honest about it after the game, saying it wasn't good enough. Uh, they need to, they need to try and find the form this two weeks. So there'll be a lot of thinking going on. Um, but in terms of Aberdeen, um, what a job Barry Robson's done. Give him the job. Yeah, it'd be hard um, not to give him it. Um, but I think he can understand, you know, um, the Aberdeen board, uh, a new chief executive, going in, Alan Burrows, um, Stephen Gunn, who's kind of head of football, and then as well, who was getting a, a bit of criticism from the Aberdeen fans recently. They need to get it right, Paul. So look, Barry Robson's put himself in a fantastic position, but in terms of if you're running that football club you've got to explore all options sit down with three or four candidates not just the one who's under yeah. uh, your nose and, and if it means Barry Robson doesn't he get it then that's unfortunate for Barry Robson but what he's done is shown that he's capable of, of managing at a high level so he'll pick something up but I'd like to see him get the Aberdeen job I think he deserves it I like the way he speaks he's clearly got yeah. them going and as Barry said as well what was his first decision when he got the job who am I bringing in to help me and he brought in Steve Agnew so right away He's made a very, very good decision that's worked for him. Who's going to stay up? Because Aberdeen, obviously, they're safe and, in fact, chasing Europe and could be chasing third spot. Dundee United still down there after the 1-1 draw with St Mirren and they're not happy with the, the refereeing decisions. Kilmarnock 1-1 with St Johnson again. You know, that was a, clearly a handball in the box, but the penalty wasn't given to them. And Livy 2-1 against Ross County. What about the events south of the border with... Um, Fulham and the manager sent to the stand Mitrovic sent off uh, for manhandling the referee he's going to be in trouble Barry I would, I would think yeah you, you can't do that to a referee yeah. Paul you, you, you can get frustrated and, and have a pop in terms of say something to a referee but you can't manhandle him and I, I would um, expect Mitrovic to get a, a, a healthy ban um, after that and um, the manager as well I think they've had previous with this referee, I think it was West Ham um, earlier on in on the season. But what Mitrovic's done, um, uh, you, you can't do that. And he would expect to get, I'd be surprised if he doesn't, he gets in between five and ten games for that. And we're seeing it on Sky, Mark. Partly it's the, the league's own fault because Fernandez wasn't punished two weeks ago when he uh, touched the linesman, the assistant at referee Anfield. at Anfield. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched uh, Dermot Gallagher uh, talk about it on Sky this morning and... and he said, "If you look, if you look at the incident, they showed it again. The incident from Anfield. Uh, he described um, uh, Fernandez's reaction because bearing in mind that the linesman actually put his hands in Fernandez first, as petulant as a as a very slight shove, whereas there was proper aggression uh, from Mitrovic. So that's why he differed them from the two. And I think the th that the really unfortunate thing for Fulham is they're in a good position. Okay, yeah. they've conceded a penalty down to ten men, but they've absolutely blown it. No, they might have been able to see it out and go into it." extra time you know managed to, to reshape make a couple of substitutions but the blower Mitrovic he's a brilliant striker he's been great for film but he, he, he has got that really short temper and it, and it certainly came back to haunt him yesterday and Barry Antonio Conte what about his media conference which I think oh, most enjoyed listeners it. love yeah, yeah and, <laughs> I, I enjoyed I mean that's he's perfect for the, the, the press the press guys will be sitting there 
buzzing. He's having yeah. a go at the owner, at the chairman of the club. Well, he's come out the day and, and says it wasn't towards the owner and it wasn't towards the, the, the players. Um, I must have, I must have um, listened to it wrong yeah. then. Um, must have got lost in translation. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, yeah, he was absolute. Um, having a, a major pop at the players going back to this this is what Tottenham are, are used to they've not won anything over 20 years he was going into all sorts of, of things and he's maybe not wrong with some of it you know they haven't won yeah and you just look at the money because they brought up what money he spent and the last three managers Mourinho, uh, Mourinho who was the, the one from San, is it oh, Spirito Santo yep yep, um, yep. yep. He, he spent a lot more money Um I think it's 140, 150 million pounds he, he spent. But that looks to me that he's not going to be there um, after the season. And don't be surprised over this international break that they may be part ways. He came with such high expectations. Yeah. One of the one of the great managers, people yeah. said. But he's a top manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from Pochettino, Harry Redknapp, it's ruined a lot of managers. It's first job. It's almost like a poison chalice. You know, they've got that fantastic stadium now they're always kind of nearly men uh, I don't know what will happen next you know they're talking about maybe uh, Pochettino um, going back in there does fin- that work in your opinion so, um, yeah. yeah maybe aye um, okay. I certainly think there has to be a partner ways with Conte I would do it now I wouldn't bother waiting to the end of the season Pochettino um, as you know had run out of steam hadn't he, he did yeah, brilliantly got yeah. to the European final yeah. and then run out of steam the next yeah. season and, and he was frustrated at the lack of investment now you see lack of investment it's, it's still massive money but compared to uh, to down the road but they've got a new stadium to pay for I remember Arsenal it took Arsenal about five years to to really get back in a, a, a financial footing yeah. after moving to the Emirates and, and Spurs will be uh, the same so yeah I can see Pochettino being a contender but what they need to sort out very very quickly what's happening to Harry Kane just are you signing a new deal or are you being sold mm-hmm. because to keep him and let him go for nothing in 15 months time would be absolute madness so you either take the I'm sure a Man United or a somebody would give you 80 million quid for Harry Kane so cash in or buy a Munich or, or let him go it's crazy isn't it yeah. get into the final 12 with his contract yeah. and that, that that will be the the transfer fee 80-90 million quid um, so that that's one player that they, they need to get. I think if they lost him they, they would struggle big time I see Fraser Foster's been called up by England and that's good news I for think him. he's a top yeah. I, I don't know what Mark thinks that Listen, Fraser Forster, when he was up here, you could see he, he was a, a top goalkeeper. He's went down there. I was surprised when he was at Southampton, never played. Um, I think the final season or what? I, I know he, he got back in. McCarthy, wasn't yeah. he, for a while? Yeah. He got back in the final six months, but um, I, I think uh, he's the best keeper at Tottenham. Mark, yeah, I mean, as a former keeper yourself, yeah, no, Fraser Foster was was was, was brilliant um, for Celtic. There's no doubt he was a real find. Um, I think got one loan from Newcastle originally. Alan Thompson uh, tip off there to to, yeah. to Neil Lennon, and he was brilliant. Um, who it was? Yeah. yeah, it was Alan Thompson from from Newcastle. So that was the that was a link there um, to it. And uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. The game against Barcelona when he was called at the Barcelona next to him the wall or something like that, yeah. the human mm-hmm. wall or something. Um, a game against Rangers at Hamden in the League Cup final oh. um, when, when he, he made four or five world-class saves including a penalty save I think from Alfredo Morelos uh, and I gave you Barry I think there was a, some question marks over Hugo Lloris so again we've been talking about a Rangers situation similar yeah. you know with, with Spurs' limited budget compared to your Man City's and maybe your Liverpool stuff then give Foster a run at it you don't need to bother with it you know, give Foster a run at it and go and strengthen other areas of the team you don't need to go and spend 20, yep. 30, yep. 40 million pounds on a goalkeeper I think you've got the, the number one there um, you would just need to go and get a backup yep. keeper 
and I'm sure you would get some of the experience coming towards the end of their career. But for me, Fraser Foster at this moment in time is better than Larice. And our Arsenal final point on England just now. Arsenal, Barry, could you see them now win it? That they stay ahead of Man City? Well, there's 10 games yeah. to, to go and they're in my right shout. But if you're asking my opinion, I still think Man City will, will, will do it. Yeah. They've still got Man City. I think Arsenal have got the, the hardest running. Mm-hmm. Um, they've still got Man City play at the Etihad yeah. as well. Tasty. That's a tasty game. But for me, I, I think it'll go right down to the wire, but I just think Man City will, will nick it. Mark, what do you think? Eee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go yeah. Arsenal. You want to go Arsenal? I, I, yeah. think, I, think, I think they would have... They would have folded, not folded, but I think they'd oh. have tailed off a bit around. But look, if anybody's going to catch them, it's Man City. I mean, they are relentless. They have got winners. They, they know what it takes. Haaland, again, just appears to be coming yeah. back. Yeah. He, he had a wee dip yeah. uh, by his standards. I think De Bruyne, or Guardiola, said a wee nip at De Bruyne. I think that's all deliberate from the manager yeah, so. as we yeah. get to the business mm-hmm. end. By the way, do you know what? Boom. And, and off he goes. But no, listen, I love Man City. I really do love uh, watching them. I love Guardiola. I love the teams that he builds, the way he plays, I love the way he speaks and represents his club, but I would like to see Arteta go and do it. I'd like to see Arsenal get a wee turn. I think it'd be nice. Do you think they'll win the Champions League? Aye, maybe that's the compromise. Man City for the for the Champions League and Arsenal for the for the title. Mm. Tough it's a hard draw. Tough route, is that? Exactly. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's yeah. the one team yeah. well mentioned. You would probably say Real Madrid <laughs> as well. <laughs> the, the, the one team that you would want to avoid for me is Bayern Munich. For sure. For sure. for sure for sure for <laughs> sure who says that better player than I first thought <laughs> for sure sounds nothing like Graham Souness who was in town last night along with Martin Neal uh, Jim White Simon Jordan and others raising a lot of money for Deborah a great charity and that was in Glasgow last night um, let's hear from uh, Michael Beale speaking about what's happened over the next week or two so Rangers winning 4-2 at the weekend what's the how's the international break going to affect him and his players we've got a few going away on internationals and then we've got uh, three or four days we're going to let the players have a bit of time with their families and then we're back in working we've been working on one or two new things you saw at the end of that game there we're trying something slightly different um, at the back and to try and get more players up the pitch and so we'll continue to work on that we've got nine league games and a very important cup game when we come back so our focus is very much on on enjoying a couple of days with family and then working hard and uh, it gives me a bit of time to sit down with one or two as well and and give them a little bit of feedback Barry how do you feel it went the changes that he made at the back that he talks about there yeah, you, you, you can see he's trying different things. Um, no doubt about it. There's a lot of work going on in the, the, the training ground. But I, I think if you're talking about coming up against Celtic in the eighth, they need to try something different, whether that's going three at the back or whether... I mean, I'm going to throw a, a curveball in here. I would play somebody like Sakala right through the middle. Yep, I, I, I would. Um, you just look at the previous games at, at Celtic Park. He's caused a, a few problems. He's caused problems in the right side, but I, I think they need to come up with something different Going in against um, Rangers and you hear Michael Beale just speaking there. That's what clearly he's doing on the training field. What do you reckon, Mark? I, you feel that I think they, they do. They need to make Celtic think. They need to, from the early stages of the game, because you would expect, again, Celtic home advantage, 60,000, all that stuff, yeah. that, that Celtic would be on the front foot. So Rangers need to come up with something that makes, oh, right, OK, hold on. We've got a problem with solve. Mm-hmm. and they need to find um, a way and, and Rangers have the that that's one of the things 
that Michael Beale's good at as a coach though, coming up with something so he needs to find a way with the personnel he's got he's got good options you know, I don't think he's got good options they, they, they need to defend really really well when they go to Celtic Park they need to defend their lives they need to defend better than how they have defended in previous games um, and then middle to front they need a wee bit of magic whether that's a Sakala whether it's a Tailman by the way what about Tailman's goal on Saturday as well beautiful I mean a beautiful goal so you need to come up with something um, and not just be like relying on Ryan Kent you know because every time you yeah. get into a game again it's it's Ryan Kent and Ryan Kent and, you know, somebody else needs to go and take the bull by the horns because Ryan Kent scored a brilliant goal at Ibrox in January but apart from that really the past couple of games sure. against Celtic nah and not enough goals no, yeah, bottom line is you need to go and beat Celtic to win yeah. the title at some point yeah. you need to start getting over that hurdle you need to start doing it um, so yeah come up, you've got to come up with something different uh, yeah, yeah 100% he's got to come up with some planning attack something different something where you, you go and you start the game and you're thinking well what, what's going on here because one thing's guaranteed Celtic are not going to play different they, they play a certain way Um and Rangers need to counter that and come up with something different and try and get the results because April, you mentioned April is a massive month. I mean, April and May are massive, but you've got the, the two games. Um, so, yeah, but I think that's something that he's working, working on. You've seen a, a few different scenarios he come up with at the game um, at Fir Park at the weekend, but that's why um, you train during the week to come up with different ways of playing and different solutions for whoever you're coming up against. How was Yilmaz for you, Barry? Um, yeah, he, he never had the greatest of games, but then he's been out for three and a half months. Um, he's only come back in a, a, a couple of weeks. So you've got to give him the benefit of doubt. I, I know what it's like when you're out for um, that, that length of time. Um, you can do all the training you want, Paul, and be as fit as you, you want to be, but there's nothing... That beats playing games of football, and you could see he was a, a wee bit rusty. He overhit a few passes or whatever. But listen, he got another sixty minutes into the legs, which is the most important thing. And Mark Barry said a couple of weeks ago, I think you said it too, Rangers. You did, in fact, two weeks ago tonight. You both said, uh, Alan McGregor sign again next year, but get a striker. I think you could see that at the weekend. Forget Morelos. Then yeah. Cholak isn't the guy though. That's going to be the no. number one striker. No, he's um, Cholak isn't a title-winning striker. Um, Kyogo is a title winning striker so Morelos has been a title winning striker once uh, what six years five years um, it, it, his time's come and gone it, they need to move on from him and again that's a challenge to to Michael Beale and the recruitment staff find a better um, number nine find a title winning striker I wonder if they've got somebody, Barry, when we heard Michael Beale earlier and you could tell that he's identified people, the work is on. You wonder if one of them is a number nine. Yeah, I mean, I'd be shocked if it isn't one of the the main positions that he wants to uh, strengthen, no doubt about it. And with Mark Morelos, I, th- I think you'll see him move on. Sholak, um, look, he, you can't argue he's, he's come up with some important goals but I think number nine's a priority position because Kmar Roof obviously he's got another year left in his deal but he's just went in for an operation um, on his hip so you don't know what way that's going to work so yeah 100% um, a number nine will be a priority come the summer 
It's going to be a short summer break, Mark. We've got loads to come up yeah. between now and then, but it's going to be a quick turnaround, Aye. isn't it? And then ready for uh, the new season. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the final league weekend of the seasons, May 27, 28, Scottish Cup final, June the 3rd. Then you get into two international games. It takes you up to June the 16th, 17th. So, and then before we know it, I'm taking the. the, the, the um, Rangers are, are runners up league. They're, they're right into Champions League uh, qualifiers in probably what mid mid July, late July. Mm. Um, so aye, it's a, it's a short term, and that's why Barry's point is key, and it won't be lost in Michael Beale and the people. I you need to get the players in very very quickly. There's thirty million quid riding on the first month of the season, um, and then you've got to get off to a flyer. Um, and the league Rangers can't afford to give Celtic any headway at all Barry crucially where's the end of season do where's James taking us so, it's got to be somewhere yeah I mean, we'll be open it, yeah. Uh, negotiations yeah. uh, <laughs> this afternoon yes um, so I'm sure they'll go on for a, a few days more but hopefully come the end of the week James will have something organised The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley Let's go just getting ready for the run into the end of the season uh, in the Cinch Premiership. We know how it's looking just now. Celtic, nine points clear with nine games to go. It's 10 when you consider 27 goals to their advantage. And Mark and Barry, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 in the Championship. Is it beginning to look like Queen's Park could, well, they'd have to blow it now or is it still a way to go? But and there's a lot of hard work ahead uh, for Queen's Park and you're getting into that you know, um, business end of the season. I heard um, Oni Coyle's interview on Saturday um, after their victory against Inverness. And just, you know, he said, I had to say to my players at half-time, just be calm. There's a lot of inexperienced boys in there. Just you know, take it easy. Um, don't get anxious and, and it worked because they came out um, and won the game. But when you look at it now, uh, Paul, with eight games to go, it's 36 games they play in the Championship. I think that five-point gap Albeit Dundee's got a, a game in hand. Um, I think it's a at the moment, I think it's a a shootout between Queen's Park and, and Dundee. I know you're United technically still in it as well. But in terms of the title, and I can't see Queen's Park throwing it away. I think they've got the, the mentality, they've won a lot of games this season to get it over the line. And when you think that they've just come up, I know they're full time and there's been a lot of you know quality investment in at the football club but to do that considering they've basically played away from home every game because they've been at Stennis Muir sure. then I think it's a really good achievement so credit to Oni Coyle um, Sandy Stewart and the staff Owen Coyle good man to have in your dugout great experience um, everywhere top level in England and obviously up here as well yeah he's managed some big clubs um, Paul but I, I think the job he's done here because the pressure's on because yeah. of the investment um, and I, I think they've, they've handled it um, really well uh, no doubt about it they come back for a goal down as well that shows you that there's good character um, in the team uh, and they've got some real good players Paul I've got to be honest with you um, I like the boy when I watched him the boy in the middle of the pitch Boateng I think they've got him in loan for Crystal Palace he was a he was a standout there was a boy at right back um, in loan for Birmingham one of my old clubs mm -hmm. again he was a, a standout but for me they're seven points ahead I know they've got a game in sorry Dundee I've got a game in hand but I think with the experience of Owen Coyle and the quality that he's got in that squad um, I think it's theirs to, to lose yeah Mark Grant Savory equalised for them after he's a good player yeah you like him he came through the, the youth yep. system at, at Celtic never got an opportunity and, and fair play I think he went down to Peterhead no down up to Peterhead yep. I, I should say um, and played a fair bit of football there and he's, he's moved into the championship and He's been a, a, another good find from 
own coil. And then big Stephen Ease getting that winner in the 70th minute. Hamilton, no Barry. Um, bad yeah, loss yeah. for them 2-0 at home to Air United. After a, you know, a half-decent run, Cole Rangers uh, losing 6-1 to Wraith Rovers and Dundee with a game in hand but not managing to overcome Partick Thistle 0-0 at, at yeah, mate, I'm just thinking about what you mentioned at the start there but the Ackies oh the Ackies yeah they were I thought they were out of that slump um, they had a, a decent run um, but a poor result at the weekend um, they're sitting bottom in the league I'd both obviously get that, that good point yeah. um, against Mortland Friday night did you watch it? I did watch it. Yep, um, I thought Morton, to be fair to them, um, dominated the dominated the game. And, and to be fair to Doug Emery, he's got a decent team there. Yeah. Decent. Um, they've got Ali Crawford for mm-hmm. St. Johnson. Um, they've got a few good players, Morton. Um, but a good point for their growth. But I think it's a, a shootout between the three at the bottom, Cove, Broth and, and Hamilton. And hopefully Hamilton can uh, come through it. The Ackies. Queen's Park on top, 54 points after 29 games. Dundee on 47, but they've played one fewer. Air also on 28 games on 46, and the Jags on 45. Back to the Premiership and Postacoglu speaking at the weekend. And one of the worries for Celtic fans would be the injuries, a few of them at the weekend. Here's the latest from the manager. Yeah, we'll see with Rare. He obviously felt something, so we'll just uh, have to see um, how he sort of recovers from that but again we've got a couple of weeks so hopefully that helps him Greg was pretty much struggling for for the most game most part of the game um, so again doing good sort of to, to have a couple of weeks to recover Aaron um, you know we don't expect to, to be or Tomoki to be missing um, once the games resume and obviously with international guys we'll just have to wait and see hopefully they come through unscathed Aaron Moy What's a player he's been? What, what yeah. a find! Yeah, he's, he's, he's been great. You know, a free transfer um, took me a wee while to, to get going, but I think since you know after the international break, uh, certainly um, you know he's managed to put Matt O'Reilly out the team, which is a, a big thing in itself, considering the quality he has and the, and the, the relationship that he's built up on the field with Callum McGregor and Rio Tati. The three of them have been brilliant together. You know, they just know what they're doing. They'll interchange. They'll help each other. They'll work for each other. So yeah, Moy's been a a really good find. Barry, if some of them were injured, I mean, they've got the period now to get them better and you can hear the manager there. Uh, from your point of view, Rangers would be hoping for some cracks there in this, but the squad is so strong. Who would have thought six months ago you're saying that Matt O'Reilly isn't an automatic start? Yeah, for me, he was, um, he was one of Celtic's top performers. Um, had a bit of a dip and that obviously opened the door for for um, Moy to come in and, and, and let's be honest I think he has been the, the standout Celtic player for the last few months um, at least but there's been a few uh, good performers um, were you going to ask me who I would hope's injured? No it's probably because that's, that's, that'll end up with the yeah, headlights right, I'll go for Carter Vickers McGregor Hattati <laughs> Kyogo <laughs> Moy no but no serious yeah. uh, Moy's been a I mean Mark just mentioned yeah. there free transfer but you, you, you knew what quality you were getting because he'd played at a high level in England and you can see just um, he can handle the ball he's just uh, he's just a real good, good all-round midfield player and he's starting to score goals as well Let's hear the manager speak about the game overall not the best performance but a 3-1 win yeah, it just seemed to be a little bit of a you know, sort of chaotic game right from the start. There was always, you know, things happening other than the football. And, uh, yeah, we just couldn't really sort of get into a rhythm or a flow and, and sort of just sort of impose ourselves on the game. So, to, you know, we had to work pretty hard and 
stay pretty disciplined through that. And again, credit to the lads, second half, I thought we maintained our composure a lot better and uh, you know, um, made the impact when we needed to. Mark, they never seem to panic. No, they, they, they don't do, Paul. You know, they, they stay composed. You know, they never, you know, change. You know, they'll, they'll maybe change if they bring on a, a you know, a substitute. So, for example, you bring on O. You know, he can go play a wee bit differently. Um, and he does. That's why you know he's, he's good that way. He's been a really good find uh, for them. Then they've got you know, like Haksabanovic goes another cracking goal. Lovely right foot, uh, colour, um, and 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 they're solid at the back. So look, he's built that. Uh, apart for the ability that they've got, he's built that mentality where they don't panic. You know, they just keep going because they believe in the way they're playing. They believe that they'll wear teams down, that they'll tire them out. And then in the last ten minutes of the game, tired minds, tired legs, you'll make mistakes, and and that's what they do. You know, when they bring on all that freshness for the last 25, 30 minutes, so they've got a good thing going just now. Celtic, they mix it up, uh, and they win games in different ways. And uh, you were off, you were away on Friday, um, and we talked about Japan not playing Hitati, not including mm. uh, Furuhashi. Yeah. They, they must, as Barry said, they must have some team. Aye, listen, I, I'm, I'm surprised because we've seen these guys. You think, wow, if if Hitati and Kyogo can't get in that squad, you know, it must be uh, exceptional players. But then I, I'm not privy to the way that the, the national team coach wants to play and, and, and how he wants to play it. But um, I think if you're Ange Postacoglu, actually, you'd be thinking, well, great, these guys can get a wee rest. Yeah. You know, okay, I know Hitati's injured anyway, but just thinking, what? Stick, stick, your, yeah, stick your feet up for a few days. Just stay focused in Celtic. We've got whatever it is, nine league games to go. We've got a Scottish Cup semi-final. Just you have a few days with the family and you're not really worrying about any knocks. Stick your feet up and watch what? What do you think they watch? I wonder what it is. Because they've got great people around them, haven't they? That they've yeah. got, you know, For the players to... Still game. Still game. Still. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah give them some doors down. To uh, indeed. <laughs> I don't yeah. get sword last night. Succession <laughs> coming back uh, next oh, week. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. Top. The final one. Final, series four. No, final hard one. to believe. One series five is Sopranos. Oh, just how's it going? Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> loving it. It's a great. It was one of the greatest series, wasn't oh. it? Can you believe I've no. I've not seen it. Oh, no. I, I, I stopped. I, I yeah. watched that a few years ago, and I just I was the same. But I, yep. I couldn't get into the first couple of episodes, and then I watched yeah. it all right through about five years ago. I yeah. couldn't believe I'd yeah. taken so long to do it. Yeah, of course, and he died so young as Aye. well. What an actor! Amazing. Michael Gandalf, Gandalf, James Gandalf, yeah, and James, even yeah. Michael's his boy. But uh, yeah, I, I loved but, it when the, the film was one of my favourite movies. Um, and I, and I forget. You forget which one? It <laughs> <I> forget. <laughs> is that what, what was it called? The one Jessica. Just yeah. Oh, don't ask me. We'll check with our social media gurus who will know the everything. Bin Laden. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, a brilliant movie. I'll bring this back to O because we were talking about what they'll do, the we, players we, we, who've come in over there. We're fame. talking about the way Celtic assimilated players oh, you, into you, the way of life what, here. Yeah. What, 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 what do they do? Exactly. It always is, Barry. Here's the manager, though. He's happy to speak about O. He's a good player, you know, and he will be a good player for us. We're kind of, you know, easing him into things here and, um, you know, he's still learning a hell of a lot, but, um, you know, you watch him at training every day and, uh, you know, he's he's got a real uh, presence about him inside the penalty box and uh, it was good for him to get the goal today. I thought, you know, he really, when he came on, made a difference um, just with his physicality. So that's uh, looking at the big two at the weekend. More on them before the end of the programme. Uh, Barry, we talked at the start of this hour. You reminded me, I knew, obviously, Scotland two games in the coming eight days. What are you expecting? How many points would be a success? Six. Points. Six. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Listen, we're at home. Okay. Um, I think both games, correct mm. me if I'm wrong, are sellouts. 
Yes, they were just about sold out last week. So, yep. Yep, and uh, and listen, to, uh, I think we've got a, an excellent manager. Mm. I think we've got some top players who are playing at the highest level. Um, so why not go in and, and try and get the, the six points? I'm sure that'll be Stevie Clark's message. We're at home, crowd behind us. Look, you've come up against Spain, but I don't think Spain are the force they were a few years ago. They've still mm. got some uh, top players. But listen, you've got to go in with the mindset as two games, six points. Barry, I enjoyed your excellent column in the Daily Record the other day. And there's another good column today, Mark, from Bill Leckie in The Sun. Mm-hmm. And he points out it's 1,129 days mm. since a Scottish-born recognised striker scored a competitive goal for our national team. Yeah. And he's done it in the you know the background of the Norwegian Haaland, of course, amazing the other day. It's a great point, isn't it? We don't, mm. you know, we're hoping she Adams or whoever, you know, Lyndon Dykes. Mm. Um, I wonder what's happened that we're not producing great Scottish strikers well part of the problem I think Paul something that we've spoken about a lot um, in the programme is it's uh, the younger generations now when they're getting coached at academies you know when they're trying to find positions there used to be two number nines used to be partnerships mm. that's not the case anymore so, it's another, so I think most kids are, they want to be the number 10 they want to be the centre mid or, or the attacking fullback whatever it may be so it's a problem for a lot of countries that's why even we're seeing you know like um Rangers go and find a title winning number nine. It's no easy. It's not an easy thing to yeah. do. You look at the, you look at the clubs down the road. Harry Kane. You know there's half a dozen. You know Haaland There's not. Um, you know you you look at Arsenal for example. They're top of the league, but who's their outstanding number nine? They've not got a Haaland They've not got a Kane. Sure. So credit to them for sure. for for what yeah. they've what they've done. Look at Liverpool. How they've they've, they've missed Manny, and he wasn't a number nine, but he was he was an, an attacking threat. So uh, to answer your question, it's a tough one. Because yep. I don't even see one, unless I'm mistaken, I don't see yep. one coming through under 21s. We've got two playing here, Shankland and Nisbet. The manager decided not to put them in the squad. That's um, up to him. But what we do have, if we want to talk about Shea Adams, I think he'll lead the line. He's been good. Oh, yeah. All right, he wasn't born in Scotland, but he's got Scottish heritage. He's gone for it. He's embraced it. He's scored important goals for his country. He got a goal for, for Southampton um, at the weekend. So he'll be joining up with the squad today, feeling good about himself and ready to go and do a job against Cyprus. What well, One thing about Jay Adams is he works his socks off. That's one thing about him. Look, you'd be greedy and you want more goals from him. I don't think he's an out-and-out goal scorer. Um, good to see Lyndon Dykes been back the last couple of games. I, I think um, he's done an excellent job. But yeah, we, we are... We, we are cry, crying out for not just more number nines. I, I think all over the all over the pitch. But I yeah. look at your squad now, and I'm, I look at it, and there's real good quality within that. And we've got a yeah. young boy coming through at Liverpool, Ben Doak. Ben Doak, yeah. yeah. He looks a, an unbelievable mm-hmm. um, talent. Just uh, he's broken uh, the Liverpool squad, and what I've seen of him coming off the bench. He looks that he, he just wants the ball, he's demanding the ball, so hopefully he progresses just nicely and, and we could have a, a, a top, top player in our hands soon. You think of some of the players, and, and Bill mentions it in his article, Dennis Law, our all-time top scorer, along with King Kenny, Dalglish, Mo Johnson, Kenny Miller, who joins us off in the programme, Ali McCoist, James McFadden. I wonder who the next one will be. Do you know who scored the last goal? Scott's actually born... S- wasn't it Stephen Aismith, was it? It was, indeed. Yep. Scored the goal, yep, against uh, Kazakhstan a number of years ago. Player who did well. It's a for great start for Bill, you know, yeah. but in 
Uh, as I say, look, I, I, I know we, or you want to be born in Scotland, but, but, but see if they know we, we need to get on with what we've what we've got. And by the way, Shea Adams has 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 been a fine for us. McTominay mm-hmm. has been a fine. Alan McLeish to go and visit him personally to get that one over the line. So other countries do it, Paul, um, and and we've got to do it as well. And we have been doing it, and we've got to embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I'm interesting to see come um, Saturday against Cyprus, who's the number one. Mm. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. I'm going to do it after the break, Barry. We're also going on the lines to George. George, with you in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Lots of people coming on the lines, including George. George, thanks for holding on. Good evening. How are you? I'm all right, boys. How are you doing? All right? Yeah, hey, pretty George, good. George. Yeah. George, what's in your mind? Is it the Alfredo Morelos? Ah, yeah. I, 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 this been th- I think this has been about three or four times yeah. in a row I've spoke to you about this but this is my final decision Barry oh, 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 <laughs> stand by yeah. right so because we no, did I, ask you a couple I, of weeks I, ago what do you think you thought keep him sell him well you can't sell him let him go at the end of the season George Bathgate what do you feel today well I, I, I honestly think we've got to keep him I think we've got to offer him a new contract I really do I think he's got to look pretty fresh when he came on on Saturday um, 170 games 67, uh, 76 goals Um I think I think he's got to take a bit of replacement. Ken March here a few weeks ago is maybe just time to get fresh blood in that and it's try to find that person. I watched that Blackburn Rovers game on Saturday. Uh, and that wee boy that plays up front for them is going to go to one of the top teams and Ken, that's a championship player down south. Uh, we're not going to be able to get a player like that. So I think we're going to have to he's twenty six I think um Alfredo's twenty six year old now. So I think it's about as good as we're going to get. And I think Michael Bill can get the best of him and I've been swelling back and forward, back and forward as the as his team's still in the game and things like that. And I, I thought last week he was actually a bit of a ball. It turned out it was maybe a bit of nonsense. But me personally, I think we should maybe offer him a contract now because we've got a big rebuild today. Um, and if we can keep somebody like that at the club, it means there's one less player we've got to find. And I can. I, he's wanting me on money and things like that. But everybody's wanting their money in this day. And I go to my boss every day and ask for me money. It's not mean you've got to get it like here. But I think, yeah, I really think we should offer him a new contract. Barry, what do you say? I, I'm the same as you, George. I've been... T- I've been changing my mind. Listen, I'm one of his, his biggest fans when he was getting criticised, when he was his disciplinary record wasn't great, um, wasn't he fit enough, always stuck by him. I, I just think now it's time that they'll depart ways. Listen, he's been brilliant for just over a million quid. You've just mentioned there. The goal return's been excellent, but I, I think um, it's time to move on. I think that's what will happen in the, in the summer. My only, my only worry with that is are we going to get somebody and as good as 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 good as I'm sorry, I should say, I would like to hope so. Because listening to Michael Beale, I think he's he's confident. We're looking ahead to the summer. He knows what's um, what's at stake. Uh, and listen, I trust him to go and and get a new number nine. Because obviously, I'd, I show lacks there. I, I I'm a big believer. You need three stroke four centre forwards if you want to be a successful team. But in terms of Morelis, I think I think he'll leave. Mark, have you changed your mind? What do you feel today? No, no, absolutely not. No, I'll just, I'll just, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll politely um, um, take your argument apart, George. Very politely and very respectfully, I'll take your argument apart. Sure you but no, listen. One quote that jumped at me: "You said that he's the best that we can get. If you believe that, George, and you're setting for second best, you can't do it. You've got to believe there's better out there. Rangers need to find a striker, obviously that's talented and somebody that is focused and dedicated." the next 11 months starting on July the 1st or whatever pre-season happens we were still talking about Alfredo Morelos' fitness three, four weeks ago can he have that 
the manager had a pop at him a couple of weeks ago I need more I need more energy I need more from him day to day he can't have that anymore he's been great value for Rangers at a million quid wasn't Alfredo's fault that the club didn't cash in when there was 15 million up for grabs from Leo it's got to a situation that should never have happened in terms of he's probably going to go for nothing but it is time to move on for, for, for Rangers for Michael Beal and for the player it, it's definitely time to move on uh, George you need certainty in what you've got and I just think that Alfredo, Moredo, Alfredo Morelos every now and again brings too much uncertainty um, to, to, to the day to day business that you need to get on with George could you not be the could you not be the I can't remember taking a bit of money to get uh, came my roof off the uh, after wage ball mark because we need to pay him obviously because he's still got a bit of contract left but he's he's just he's attending his record absolutely horrendous yeah. like so yeah. he, and that's a shame third striker well, look, I, 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 I think he's the best striker at the club look, from, he is the best striker George yeah. he, he is the best striker at the club but there's no doubt about that but I just think there's going to be a part in the ways and I think Rangers are looking forward and so is Morelos to go elsewhere whether that's Spain France I don't know I, I think clubs will be interested in him because he's a free transfer and, uh, for me I, I'm a bit of, I'm a bit of sad case by I look at these things and I try and look at um, free transfers and guys that come up to end their contract and that and I think you said a couple of weeks ago number nine's one of the hardest to get well, as, and I, I believe you, I believe what you said there right can you need three we've got Kolak um, I still think we need another two then because I think we're um, uh, came out of the phone to play many games for us so I think we still need another two I just don't know where we're going to get this other striker I think uh, the vast the, I, George I, I think the vast majority of the budget will go on a main striker or forward thinking players Mark yeah, I, well, look, I, I think Cholak's a very dependable backup I think he's a good professor I don't think he's a type that rocks the boat unless I'm mistaken I think if you're talking about potentially who's that third striker I think bearing in mind the amount of players Rangers have got middle to front and I don't know how the, sh- the squad's going to be next season but Sakala can go and fill in that role if need be if you need to go and try something that a number so I think you're just looking for one you're looking for and if you've got to go in that old phrase bust the bank to get in there I would bust the bank um, for a number nine I, go and, I, I don't know George if you come across any names whether it's Europe or, or down south what's your what's your homework been, been telling you that might be a realistic uh, you know target for Rangers Go over to Japan and have yeah, a look at that league. Yeah. There you are, George. Would you like to see that? Well, that's, I think that's that's a great idea. But why not? I mean, if these guys can't get in the Japan team and they're not good enough for that, who's playing in the Japan team? The new can where, where are these guys playing? So let's go and look at that market. Let's look at different markets and and do different things. Um, but I mean, I, I heard that we can do that boy for Blackburn Rovers. Mm. Uh, Barry, you probably can better than me, but um, he's only about eighty grand a week. I mean, that's the level, Ken. That's Ken the boy's just leaving the note scored the penalty weekend there. He's only eighty grand a week. I mean that's frightening. That's probably um, double the highest wage just now in Scotland, probably. Yeah, that's any, what, yeah. That's what yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah l- listen, you can compete. See championship clubs uh down south. Rangers and Celtic can't com- can't compete with them salary wise, Paul. It's the fifth richest league in the world. Yeah, the, the budgets second. are yeah. massive. Um they're on they're on big salaries and and listen, but look, I think Michael Beale knows he's got a big job in his hand to make sure. Listen, there's there's markets out there, guys who you'll get very good players for a decent price, and I'm a decent price, sorry, and I'm sure they're scouring their markets because they know how important it is. 
to get a replacement in for Morelos great talents at a premium and it's so important George we're going to ask you one question but before that let's hear Michael Beale his overall impression of Rangers 4-2 win at Fir Park slow start obviously the first attack they had down our left side which they targeted thought we dealt with after that but they targeted it and they got in down the side it's a really tight call but I am someone who, who, who if it is tight I prefer it to go in the forwards favour so obviously VAR have deemed it's, it's onside so no problem. We had to respond. I thought we was in control the whole game. It's just our quality in the first half, certainly on our crossing, was really poor. We spoke about it at half-time. Straight away at the start of the second half, you saw saw that. I think Tav takes the 1v1 on. It's a great cross. Fantastic header from fashion. And from that moment, I thought it was only us that was going to win. We seemed quite comfortable in the game, enjoying it. We should be scoring more, you know, in the same way at Hearts. But we're scoring threes and fours away from home. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, but we're capable of, of, of getting two or three more goals today. I thought at the end there, if we're a little bit more ruthless, that was that was what would have happened. George, is Sakala your most improved player? Absolutely fantastic. I heard somebody saying a couple of weeks ago, I mean, he can do something. A world beat a move one second and the following second can slow the ball. But he's, he's probably in the last three or four months, he's been our most um, improved player. And obviously Michael Beale and Steven Gerrard have seen something in him when they bring him off Belgium. So, I like the wee guy. I think he's a cracking wee player. But, um, I keep what Mark's saying there again, I think we've still got to go to that next level. I don't I don't think we can depend on him to be one of the starting players next year. I think he's got to be one of the guys who's got to be sacrificed, to be honest. Like, but I like him. I think he's a cracking player. Like, well, One thing Rangers are doing since Michael Beale come in is playing Isakala's strength. And that's in behind. Don't come and play. Don't come and link up. Get in behind and his pace frightens um, defenders. And when he's not got much time to think, he comes up mm. with the, the goods. It's when he's got that five, six seconds when he's running with the ball to make that final final pass. But listen, his form's been been excellent. Um, his goal return's been pretty decent yeah. this year. He's had a right few assists as well. Um, and listen, he, he smiles when he plays and he? he just makes you... Um, he's one of the players that he gives everything. That's one thing about him. I've got swearing that Michael Beale mentioned it there. What a brilliant cross with Tavernier. And a great yeah. leap from Sakala. But what an absolutely yeah. brilliant cross uh, from James Tavernier yeah. for that See, goal. The, the, the cross balls in the first half, what Michael Beale saying, mm. I'm thinking there were so many waste op- wasted opportunities. And obviously, he's a wee pop of them oh, at half time. And they've, they've showed yeah, they've showed a response. And again, you don't always need to beat the fullback. Mm-hmm. Half a yard, bang, oh. whip it in. Mm. And it's a great, a great cross in, and um, I don't know if it comes off Sakala's forehead, the side he's hit or the back he's head. Um, but listen, it's been in the back of the net. Yep. George, do you follow Scotland as well? Nah, I, I, I hate to say it, but if we're playing in my back here and I shut the windows. I'm just a Rangers man, simple as that. Like, that. I used to not get me wrong. I used to, but there's no Rangers guys there now. So Ryan Jack flag me for it, but. Uh, Ryan Jack will not get much of a chance with, with Scotland I would like to see him just getting rested to be honest Alright George <laughs> what can I Steve, say? Steve yeah. Clark rates uh, Ryan Jack very very highly yeah. rates so him he, very very highly yeah. Mark he's no fit but Mark eh, Ken, he's no fit to, I, I'm, yeah, honest, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying Steve Clark rates sure. him very I don't know yeah. the exact yeah. level of, of fitness he's at just now but 
the Scotland manager rates uh, Ryan Jack very highly and rightly so George thanks a lot for your call that's your final decision you would keep Alfredo Morelos well yeah. the director some of them he's, tune he's, into the programme so. final <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheers George you're not the only one that's going on oh, for months hasn't it what about Ryan Kent of, and all the rest then at the back yeah, I might shut the window <laughs> I know I know shut <laughs> the curtain <laughs> sorry I should say there's a, there's a lot of fans now uh, who are like that um, yeah. yep and for Celtic we heard from Ange Postacoglu Hatati obviously was off taken off at the weekend sounds as though he'll be okay in a couple of weeks uh, and also Moy and uh, Greg Taylor, Taylor as well and for Rangers Raskin yeah. missed out the, I don't think weekend. it's in series I don't think okay. Paul but, yep. um, but I think that the, 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 the wee break because what they now know is they're giving them a, a few days off so like a Celtic and Rangers involved in Cup semi-finals the league running they'll be sitting that's your, your last batch of days off you'll yep. get a wee day here and there you'll be in for mm-hmm. a lot of rest and recovery but this is it. We've got eight weeks to go. You need to be absolutely focused and bang on it every day you come into your work. Yeah, it's an ideal situation for the guys who are carrying me niggles, go away three or four days, spend a bit of time with the family. And um, it's that, that that's a big push now, the last couple of months towards the end of the season. Some big, big games as well. Big games for Stevie Clark. Seems such a long time because uh-huh. it is since we played last yeah. year, of course. Right, so the goalkeeping position. I think we're all concerned about it a little bit. Last yeah. week we spoke about it. Three uncapped keepers. Mm. Why? And seeing Liam Kelly at the weekend and Xander Clark wasn't their best performance. Who's going to be the keeper for the game with Cyprus? Uh, I think it's between Angus Gunn and Xander Clark. And, and I'm not what he's sitting in the fence, Paul, but I think it'll genuinely be about who performs well this week in training under uh, the guidance of uh, Chris Woods, the Scotland goalkeeping coach. He will advise uh, Steve Clark's about mentality um, as well. So I think it's between Angus Gunn and uh, Xander Clark. Who would you go for? Right now, probably because I see Xander Clark more, I like Xander Clark. But Angus Gunn playing at a a high level doesn't bother me that he kind of held off for England a few years ago, not Scotland back. Doesn't bother me. Uh, that he's made himself available now which is the most important thing I have a feeling the manager might go with Angus Gunn Barry what do you reckon? Yeah I'm the same Mm. I think he'll go with Angus Gunn Um, yeah I'll go with that 100% I think he'll go with with Gunn which I'm disappointed um, because I think Big Xander's done well since he's took over from uh, Craig Gordon since that injury but I think come o'clock on Saturday I think it'll be Angus Gunn it's a pity for the other two isn't it they didn't play well they have played well especially Xander Clark but Liam Kelly they were in a good run but you can have an off day but when it's a keeper it's in the spotlight yeah it's always in the spotlight with a goalkeeper that's just unfortunately that's uh, the position Um, but uh, look I I would give it to Xander Clark yeah I mean the week before the two world class saves honestly I genuinely that's me sitting in the fence it's about who performed, but you've been there, you've been in Scotland training camp, it's about who's going to perform well, who's catching the eye, who's in form every day between now and, and, and Friday. So there's four sessions to go and make that number so one jersey you're on. Going to come down to Chris Woods. <laughs> it certainly is, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah listen, he's yeah. with them all the time and he'll be keeping a close eye. The only time you're in with the squad is you're into the wee games. Um, so it's Chris Woods that spends the most time with the, the goalkeepers and he'll be keeping a, a close eye on the three of them and then that decision will get made um, come probably the team Steve Clark will decide on the team Thursday Dundee United have asked for a summit we talked about it earlier on they want it they have now officially asked for a summit on the refereeing what's going wrong with VAR and we heard from you Mark and Barry in the first hour um, 
impassioned pleas to get this sorted out because it's just not working. VAR has affected just about every team and now with nine games to go and the cup itself, then uh, there could be consequences. I'd pull it. I know it won't happen, but right yeah. now, if, if a decision was made, you know what, we're going to pull it for the final two months of the season. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. We'll talk to Barry more about that, yeah? Yeah, I've had say, enough. You've had enough? Yeah, I was no. one of the ones that was desperate yeah. for it to come in, but um, I went full circle and... Yeah. Okay. Do away with it. Craig Moore is here tomorrow night along with John Hartson. Zoe Kelly is up next after the news. Thanks, guys. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.